Hi there, Glocal Citizens. Welcome back to the podcast that inspires a borderless mindset around manifesting a new world. I'm your host, Florence Adu, and I'm happily coming to you today from Brooklyn, New York, while my guest is coming to us from my other home in Accra, Ghana. I'm very excited for this episode because it's kind of up my alley in terms of my work in Ghana. So without any further ado, <laughs> let me introduce him. He is an award-winning Ivorian Ghanaian film director based but not bound to Montreal, Canada. He has directed a number of projects around the world, including four episodes of MTV Sugar, a fiction series in the Ivory Coast, as well as Violence of the Lambs, a music video released on Nowness, from which he developed and debuted his first short film, Zoo, in 2020. The film was selected at over 60 international film festivals, of which 15 are Oscar qualifying, and Zoo has racked up over 10 awards. He is currently in post-production for his second short film, Element, while preparing his first feature film experience, co-writing alongside Oscar-nominated director Jeremy Comte. Will Niava, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It's nice to see you. It's nice to hear you. (laughs) Wonderful. So it's so interesting. So I met Will a few years ago, and um, our first meeting was... um, a road trip to Axim, mm-hmm. where we had some very interesting adventures. We were supposed to be going for a rave that didn't happen, but we had some very interesting adventures. And I feel like th- that was kind of like the early stages of your relationship with your now wife. Yes. 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 <laughs> That's so crazy. You actually, we weren't yeah. even dating yet. You know, like yeah, so that was, exactly. So it's so funny. It's wonderful. I love love. And yeah, that's great. So yeah. let's so let's jump into it. So tell us where you're from, where you're local, and what is your craft? I'm from the Ivory Coast and Ghana. I feel like I'm 50-50. However, I've lived for the past 10 years in Montreal, Canada. And so I feel like there's three parts of my life. So I was born in Ivory Coast and I lived there until 12. And then I had my teens in Ghana you know, in Accra until 18. And then I had my, from 18 to like 28, now I'm 29 in Montreal. So that's like three parts of my life in different spaces. Very, uh, very similar places. And I mean, if you put it all together, because Ivory Coast is French speaking, Ghana's English, Montreal is both. It's like a mix of cultures and so, It was the perfect match for me. And um, I am actually a film director. Film Mm -hmm. is my passion. It's also my winning bread. It's also everything, like it's a hobby, you know? I I just love watching movies and I live live by it, live and die by it. (laughs) By the camera, by By the moving image. Exactly. Okay, nice. Okay, so just to kind of get into, so you grew you were born in Cote d'Ivoire. Mm-hmm. And so your first tongue is what? It's French. It's French, actually. It's French. I spoke French even when I came to Ghana. Like, although my parents are translators, interpreters, you know, they were, okay. they, 
know together they probably know set about seven languages combined together um, wow and um yeah, however they they only taught me french until i was 12. <laughs> so what are they, which was which parent is ivorian my father yeah my father okay was. what would be his mother tongue or his local language did he, did it would be alajan 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 okay um but we never I don't know. I think they were too busy to like mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. install that in us. However, mm-hmm. my sisters, when they came here to Ghana before I did, they were living with my grandmother in this house where I'm at actually. And my grandmother spoke Ghana to them, you know, and they picked up on the Ghana, you know. However, no one spoke anything to me but French, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have a very similar yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself in a peculiar situation where Ghanaians have a hard time, like giving me their everything, their hundred percent, you know, because yes. of that language barrier, you know, like yes. have that English. And so I'm seen almost as a foreigner. And I've always mm-hmm. been seen like that because coming from Ivory Coast and not speaking English <laughs> is already big. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. not, not speaking the local language is another layer. So it's like, yo, this guy is just not from here, man. We gotta explain everything. And so I had to catch sure. up. I had to right. I learned right. English with cartoons. Shout out Cartoon Network. Um, <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Cartoons was cartoons are the best. Um music, listen to a lot of I mean, man, 50 Cent didn't even understand what they were saying until like, you know, until I understood. I'm like, oh, my God, I was saying horrible things. Um, <laughs> right. and then, <laughs> yeah, and, it's so funny you say that because rap or hip hop and mm-hmm. um, and I want to say West African mm-hmm. English speaking, I guess probably Africa across the continent has a really interesting role because so many young men mm-hmm. learned English by mm-hmm. listening to hip hop music. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're right. Like once you realize what they're saying and depending on yeah. what other influences you have, this is this is who you are. Like yeah. you become this kind of potentially thugged out yeah. rapper. Yeah. And that's yeah. your personality. <laughs> I yeah. mean, to be honest, I what stuck with me is the accent beyond, beyond oh, okay. what they were rapping about. I, I mean, I could not relate at all. I still can't. Um, yeah. But the accent stuck and like people tell this day people think i'm american you know like i'll speak to Ghanaians, you know until i switch and i can switch it i can switch it so easy uh-huh. all of a sudden i can become Ghanaian, you know <laughs> 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 but I don't, I don't i mean my normal you know <laughs> normally <laughs> uh, right it's just you know it comes out like this and and i don't mind it obviously it's like it's useful but like I think that the third thing that kind of cemented, you know, the English for me was was movies, you know, and I would mm. I would download movies, I would torrent, yo, I mean, they could probably arrest me for this. Like <laughs> I torrented <laughs> so many movies, like, you know, I mean it was right. the culture. We all did. Um and just would watch at least a movie or two every night, you know. Oh wow. Um, okay. And I loved, I loved, I loved, loved, just like, you know, I was very inspired by Hollywood movies at first, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then when I started discovering European films, it's, that's a little later, but I think the American movies is really, that's where I learned 
my accent and my, you know, like how to say things and like what things meant, and, you know, okay. I, would, I would just come back home and like speak to my, my mom or my, you know, my sisters, like not even know what I'm saying, but I'm like, I'm saying it right. You know, <laughs> and <they're> like, okay. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. 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 Okay. So then you came, came to Ghana speaking only French. And mm-hmm. so you learned. So what school did you go to? Did you go to the French school or did you yeah, go to? I went to the French okay. School, okay. Yeah. Made things worse for my learning English because, like, you just not communicating yeah. to anyone. You're in this so, French. Yeah. 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 Um, okay. Okay. And we realized that the French, you know, educational system was just like so flawed and like useless. Like, and that's why at some point, we just all left in, let's say, eighth grade. Everyone mm-hmm. who was in my class, we were about 24. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone who was in my grade, except for three, left the school. Like, we just, wow. yeah, we just like all went to different schools. And I went to wow. an American school right after that. Okay, got it. Called got AIS. It, got it. Yeah. Which school? GIS? AIS. AIS. Okay, and that's in East Ligon, right? Exactly. exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. Well, that, you were still in East Ligon, so you were from one side of East Ligon to the other. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We talk about like local, kind of getting local on the show, and particularly okay. people in Ghana. So I think Excellent. if my my regular listeners know East Ligon already, but yeah. East Ligon is is I don't want to call it a suburb, but it's kind of like just one of the um, more upscale enclaves in Accra. So, and not to say that upscale doesn't preclude, like there's de- de- definitely like different um, sections of the-, the, the Yeah, the, exactly, exactly. Work. But right, I'd call it like the, um, I don't, hmm, I would call it not quite Upper East Side or the Upper West Side um, comparatively. Yeah, maybe maybe like Upper West Side of, Accra comparatively, you know, just in terms of like the income mixes, but like the co- the housing stock, that kind of thing, or potentially, I don't know. Um, so anyway, okay, so then you transferred schools and then, so I have this why the where question. So let's ask the why the where in terms of Canada. So how did you come to be living and working and playing in Canada? Well, let's say, I think it started with Canada came because of film. Canada film. came to- you know, but my sisters were already going to, like, we're in college in Canada. Okay. And I would, I was supposed to go to a film school here in Ghana, actually. Um, no, NAFTI? NAFTI, exactly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, however, when I brought my, my works, like, things that I had done with my cousins or, you know, friends, uh, presented it to them, um, the people who actually, like, are supposed to evaluate your work told me that I shouldn't come there. And I was kind of confused. And they told me that everything that I have in here shows that I don't need to come to this school. I won't learn anything. I already wow. know everything that I need to know that they can offer. Yeah. They're advising me. It's not even to take my money. They're advising me to go to a school abroad and like, um, develop my talent because obviously I'm doing things that they don't know how to do, which was the defining moment for 
my parents, you know, because like my parents obviously were like, you know, African parents, you know, but they took a chance with me. They're like, okay, you know what? Let's try Nafti. Nafti was a stretch already. <laughs> you know? Oh, right. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. it's like, it's like, yo, you have to have a backup plan. You have to learn business. You have to, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to do all that. I'm just trying to do this, you know? And that's <laughs> what I saw that I could do. And that's what I want to do, you know? Um, and, um, well, let me go back a little bit, even how film came about. Um, yeah. Yeah. Tell us that. Basically, I... I was super, like I told you, I mean, I would watch films every night and stuff like that. But my first, my very first passion was soccer. I wanted to become a a soccer player, just like every African, every other African kid. Like, that was my passion. That was like my, you know, play every single day and on weekends, you know, Um, with Kambe, actually, like we we were both like, you know, (laughs) but guess who was in our in our class, our same, like, our grade was Jordan Ayu, who is the son oh. of, yeah, who's the son of the legendary Abedi Pele. And he had an incredible talent. And him and his his uh, his brother, Andre Ayu, were in our mm-hmm. school. We would play with them every day. And they were so good. They were just, like, levels above us. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so... Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, if I'm not playing at the level that these guys are playing, I'm never going to become a footballer. And I didn't see myself getting to their level anytime soon. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, if there's anyone who's going to become a footballer in this school, it's these two guys. And they did. Sure enough, they're playing for our national team. They're playing in the English Premier League and, you know, making millions of dollars. And we're really happy for them. Mm But that wasn't my calling, obviously. And I had to find something else. And I was in pantomimes. I would act. I I did a lot of theater, you know, in school. It was outside of school, actually. It was someone called Melanie Tyreman. Yeah, I've heard of her. Mm -hmm. She had the whole pantomime thing. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. She really inspired me because she would direct us. You know, she would would set this whole up and we would just come and like every night practice and like you know I'd audition for roles it's it's so funny I'd always get the I mean I'd play the role of a woman (laughs) okay yeah like the you know I was chubby too so it was like the big African-American woman you know (laughs) (laughs) It it was it was magical I loved it um yeah and um I mean that was one of my roles I would always have kind of a lead, you know, character. And I just loved watching her direct us, you know, watching her have fun and like, you know, and sometimes I just stand by her when it wasn't my scene. I was just like, you know, stand by her and like take direction and like, just be like, man, this is a really cool thing because when you see the end product, you're just like so happy, so proud to be part of this. And like the response is amazing. And like, you know, you see, you see it all come together. It's like, wow, it just came from this one person's mind and like every little thing that you, you added. And like, you know, we propose things and like some things are, 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 are are taken, other things are dropped and like, but we try everything. And I just love that inclusive vibe, you know? And I was like, man, I, I don't know. I feel like this is something I want to try, but obviously I was like, 
I'm not gonna start directing a theater thing right here, you know, like I want to do it on my, like what I know. And the second key to my, my love for film was like, I had this, I have this cousin, he was, he was probably six years old at the time, you know, um, but he would take pictures. He had this little camera and take pictures of his action figures, you know, and he would do like stop motion. And like, so they would do crazy stuff. Just like, just put those pictures together, like, maybe a thousand pictures and you just see these action figures just doing a lot of like... So you create a whole cartoon. Yeah, a whole scene, like, and it was insane. I was like so impressed by that. I'm like, man, I'm like, I was what, 15 or 16 at the time. And I'm like, man, this kid is like killing it with this stuff, you know? And he would upload it to YouTube. It's like, it's like... Wow. Okay. Yeah. He was six. Yeah. He was like, he was a baby, you know? Um, yeah. But I was like, okay, you know what? I want to start doing that too. Um, but in video form, you know, I'm not going to take pictures. And you know mm -hmm. what? I'm going to use him as my actor, you know? <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and so I shot a bunch of stuff with Kenny. like, um, And I uploaded them to YouTube and they're all there. I'm not ashamed of them. I feel like, if anything, I want people to know where I came from, you know, okay. how it started. And so... Yeah, I'll probably send you some links for you to laugh your head off. Sure, sure, sure. So is that is that on your now YouTube channel or is it? It's a not my YouTube same YouTube channel. Um, it's okay. Like, I had created a, a something called Woovies, like Willy Movies, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my days! But that's where it all started, you know. And I started making like little, like two minute films with, or like a minute film with my cousin, and then I brought different people start seeing those and they're like, yo, let's get into it. And like some of my friends, you know, we started making yeah. like action films and like, you know, a lot of different stuff. It got a little like gory. So were you also writing or you so like we what would, roles were you taking then? Like, were you, you know, I was, directing I was is very literally specific. every single piece. Role. I okay. did not have a helper or anything. Like uh -huh. I was recording the sound, filming, directing, writing, you know, Mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. everything and what were you using like a vhs or you had yeah you one of them vhs cameras or a okay. phone you know like or a yeah you know i had i don't i don't even know if it's vhs it's the one right after vhs it's like you know it looked a little it looked yeah it was a, it was like it wasn't a camp it was well, an hd it was, cam <laughs> right right you know? and it had the little maybe like the three inch tape three or four inch tape yeah exactly or cassette exactly. yeah exactly yeah okay. exactly okay oh gosh to find someone to develop those things out here was so hard like, i can imagine oh my gosh but like yeah we made it work yeah okay and yeah so brought that to fast forward brought that to nafty they're like yo you're too basically you're too advanced for us you got to go somewhere else it's like someone refusing you a job because you're too qualified. Mm -hmm. In my mm -hmm. case, it worked out because I, I got to now apply to a film school in Canada, you know? Okay. And, um, mm -hmm. and my sister, one of my sisters was in St. Catharines in Canada. The other one was in Ottawa. And I was like, I don't want to go to those places. I want to go somewhere else. To the city. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to live with my sisters for my college experience. So I want to, I want to experience living by myself, you know? And so I just right. picked a random spot and it happened to be Montreal. I didn't even know they spoke French there, 
I was like, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> you know, I just like literally like, you know, film school, where's the best film school? They're like, okay, it's either in Vancouver, which is all the way, yep. way too far, or right. out here in Montreal. And I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to apply to this one school. I applied to one school. <laughs> okay. Because I, I was late. I was a little late and like applications were done. So it was like, either I get into this school or I stay out here and just like, Wait waste a year, year basically yeah, just yeah. Like, you know yeah and man like god works in so many you know mysterious ways and i just like sent them my thing and they wrote me back a couple months later saying yo you got in <laughs> and i was like okay impressive yeah so impressive and, and come to find out when i get into school that it's so hard to get in this film program like not very hard to get into school like you can get into that school you can get in film studies but to do film sure. production it's like uh, they select 15 people for every class every year uh-huh. out of like thousands of people who apply you know right right and so 15 people for every class so that makes maybe rounds up to like 50 people in the whole school with animation and you know so we're just 50 sure. here you know and so I'm I'm there and I'm like, they just like, yo, yeah. And I was the only black guy. I was there was another Jamaican girl. Okay. The only black guy. And there was one other black guy in animation, but like we never saw each other, you know. Like Right. Like, you know, my whole class, you know, I was just like, whoa, how come we're so like little? You know, because I go to like the, the big hall class and you know, it's like 80 people, you know, like but there we just like every time in class we're just 10, you know, we're 10. Right, very intimate very intimate and we're studying like we're going on set we're shooting we're 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 actually like there's different ways of seeing cinema you know like we're Mm -hmm. experimental cinema and like understanding like what things mean and really getting into the image why things are framed this way and like going to film those things and you know i feel like that was like so necessary and so like I don't know, so enriching, you know, for me yeah. as a as as a young up and coming filmmaker at the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what school was that? That's Concordia University. Concordia University. Okay. Yes. And so their film program. Their film school is called Mel Hoppenheim's School of Cinema. Okay. Um, okay. So it's the home of like there's I don't know if you know them, but like there's Denis Villeneuve who directed Arrival or Sicario or um, Prisoners. Anyways, some really classic films of ah. the 2010s. Amazing films yeah. that I'm very inspired by. Got it. Um, there's another director called uh, Xavier Dolan or okay. um, Jeremy Comte, who was just at the Oscars with me. Well, actually, like I worked with him, but like and this was on the film that he, he did. You know, so a lot of inspiring people came out of that school. And, you know, I just found that out way after I was like in it, you know, like. It's so funny. Yeah. 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 Especially, I mean, it's kind of like, how would you know back, you yeah. know, back yeah. then? And you're just, you're just a kid from Ghana who mm-hmm. wants to be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. And the best thing that Ghana could have done for you was tell you, we can't do it for you. So go yeah. someplace where you yeah. can. Yeah. 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 Well, I yeah. Forever thank them for not just thinking yeah. of money. Because, like, obviously in Ghana, like, that's the way, you know, it's like, Charlie, if you don't, 
if you're bringing money, we'll take it, you know? Mm-hmm. But they were like, mm-hmm. you know what? Like, this kid is good. Let's let him be good. good. Let's let him be good. Let's mm-hmm. let him go and learn this for real and like really, you know? So I, yeah, I'm very grateful for that. Well, I mean, it's, it's great because you're bringing your craft back. You know, mm-hmm. so that's obviously, you know, and and you're so you're, you're creating new things. So tell us where. So from finishing university, you have a degree in film um, production and and then you have this big wide world out there for you. And you yeah. have this decision. Am I going to stay in Canada? Am yeah. I going to move around? So how did you. So what. So what was next? So after film school, where where was your path leading you? Well, there's only so much you can learn in school, mm-hmm. especially for a filmmaker. It's like after a while, it's either you're doing it or you're not doing it. Either you're mm-hmm. applying what you learn or you're you're just sitting around waiting for someone to like give you a, a desk job somewhere or you want to become a film critic or, you know, it's like our world is all about showing. It's visuals. What are you going to show me? If you want a job, I need to see what you've done before. You know, mm-hmm. and so from the very first moment I stepped foot in Canada, this is probably not, I shouldn't say that, but like, I was just like, just for immigration purposes. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I wasn't getting paid, but I was doing a lot of jobs. I was literally doing so much stuff for free, you know, um, just oh, okay. because I needed that practice. I needed to like get to work. I needed to experience what it meant to be on set, you know, and uh, okay. I got through a lot of, a lot of, you know, hard phases of like just discovering how like tenuous clients can be, you know, and how like, mm-hmm. how just undervalued we could, we could like, you know, like. As the crew. Yeah. As, as the crew, actual as even, creatives. Yeah. yeah. As creatives. Mm-hmm. And, I started doing a lot of stuff just the way I was in Ghana, like by myself. I would just, you know, shoot a bunch of music videos and I'd go there solo dolo, you know, no assistant edit, uh, assistant produ- um, production assistant, no, no one, just like. You and your camera and your sound. Just me and my camera. Not even sound. I just like get the sound from the camera, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, well, I guess because it's, if you're editing the music video, you're going to put the music on later. Exactly. So. I'm just putting the music yeah. on. So it's like, yeah. you know? So I would just go that, do that, shoot it, come back, edit the whole thing myself, and then like color yeah. it and then send it back, you know? And like they were very happy and stuff like that. But like I just moved solo and like I came to realize like that's that's like a lot of energy spent on like, you know, but I needed to know that. I feel like I needed Mm -hmm. to go through that because now I know what I expect of people who work with me, you know, Mm -hmm. I've done Mm -hmm. every single one of their jobs. And so Mm -hmm. I know when someone's like slacking or I know when someone can give me more, you know, I'm bringing you along is because like I value your work and I know that your position is something that I could do myself. However, I don't want to, I think it's your job, so do it well. Yeah, yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. It's a great philosophy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I came to realize a little later that the power of two is stronger than the power of just one. You know, like two Mm -hmm. heads coming together, if they they align, um, Mm -hmm. align in the same vision, really you're just going to be way more 
effective, more powerful, you know, you just don't need to collide. And it's hard to have collision with me. I don't, I don't really. Yeah. I would say you're, you're so cool. I don't, (laughs) I just don't attract that. It doesn't come my way. You know, like if it does, I elude it, you know, like, I'm okay. Just not talking. Yeah. You know, like, but it's not, it doesn't even get to that point. You know, like I'm not, I'm not here for that. And anyone who has that energy will switch it when I interact with them. Cause it's like, I'm too real. Mm. I call it out. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. okay. Like I see where your power is, but I also see this other side that you're trying to do. I'm not with it. I don't even like, I I, said, it's the first things that I say usually in the, while still shaking someone's hand, you know, it's like, let's get that out of the way so that we can just like flow, flow through this, you know, um, Got it. And, Got it. and so, yeah, I, I came into some collisions with some people, with some clients, however, because of ego and like you know, some people at some point, just like, I wouldn't sleep, you know, editing people's stuff. You know, I was just like on it the whole night. You know, they're like, we need it tomorrow. We just shot it last night. We need it tomorrow. <laughs> okay, I'm going to work on it tomorrow. I don't have it the next day. They're calling me at 8 a.m. Like, where is it? We need it. We need, you know, I'm just like, guys, I don't have it. I haven't slept the whole. And they're like, wow, what kind of professionalism is this? It's not professional. You know, when you go out in the world, you'll face, you know, like, and I still remember these people. I remember them just I remember that phone call. I remember crying on the phone call, you know, just like feeling so like just undervalued and like, you know, but like at the at the time I also didn't have the the knowledge that I had yeah. today, you know, yeah. how to set a schedule for your for your delivery, mm-hmm. you know. Create expectations, create yeah. Expectations, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. what they should, you know, like give myself mm-hmm. a little bit of margin even to like rethink what I just edited. I just can't just like edit something and send it. It's like, that's it. No, I have to like edit it, put it down for two days, not even think about it, come back to it. Yeah. All the things that I didn't see before, you know, right. To be taken into account. But like, I had none of that. I would accept anything that a client proposed just because, you know, yeah. And I had to learn the hard way, but those are the experiences that I needed to to set some boundaries, you know, for myself mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. really understand what I was getting into. But and also like at some point just realize like, yo, I'm not even here for this, man. I'm not here to shoot people's random events. Ah, uh, you're ready to do your own thing. You know, yeah, I got yeah. my own thing. What I like, where the source yeah. came, where where this spark came. Like I gotta focus on that, you know, and yeah. I would try to do that now in music videos, you know, and that's where I would express myself a little more and like get more creative control, you know, like Mm -hmm. people, people would trust me with their music. And, and sometimes I just ask someone like, you can have your music. I'm going to make like some sort of video for it, you know, and I'll shoot a lot of different stuff and just like put it together. And I I loved editing. Editing was Mm -hmm. almost like, second nature to me. It was like my superpower, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I feel you on the editing thing. I, I actually enjoy editing. It's so time consuming when you really are getting into it. And some of the technical pieces are sometimes annoying, but I, I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit more about um, 
what are the, your tools? So what are the tools that you are using now? You know, right. some of the, you know, platforms, equipment, you know, what, yeah. what is the film director's tool could looking like these days? <laughs> well, listen, I, like I told you, I used to do everything myself, you know? Yeah. Um, at some point I had bought myself a black magic cinema camera. Okay. It's huge for me. So I had like yeah. $2,000. I asked my parents, like, I need to borrow some money for a little bit so I didn't pay for like half of it I was like wow. still haven't paid the back to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but in love in love I have um, <laughs> yeah there you go <laughs> um, but that really broke the the seal for me like I um, established myself differently from all the other filmmakers who had like oh, yeah, you had the right equipment yeah sony you know yeah i came here with this thing called black magic just i just love the fact that that was the name of the camera and like it just looked mm -hmm. different you know and then i had a stabilizer and you know you just come in and it just looks more pro you know so that yeah. was a great starting kit and still till till this day it is you know now they have even smaller mm -hmm. cameras that one was huge and heavy now it's smaller so black matching cinema pocket camera, I, I would recommend okay. that to anyone um, starting up, you know, um, but on my bigger productions, I mean, I don't film anything now. I have my directors yeah. of photography. Um, right. Obviously, I do film like when I when they're not around, like the last few yeah. things that I did in Ivory Coast, I filmed and I had a lot of fun doing that because it had been a while. I had kind of like, you know. But mm -hmm. I, I mean, I we come up with a shot list together. We come up with how things like I would like things to look, and then they add their own, you know, yeah. vision to it. Their own eye, love, yeah. Their own eye, you know. And mm -hmm. I love that when you click with someone who like really sees what you're trying to do and does mm -hmm. more, like goes the extra mile. Like, uh, so shout out Simran, shout out Harley. These are people that I trust with my with my life for real, like to just like, you know, deliver something powerful. So they work with Ari Alexa cameras or Reds, you know, okay. um, those are the names of the cameras. Ari Alexa, that's like the top of the top. If you want to shoot something like movie like you're going with an Ari Alexa, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, Alexa Mini. And in terms of equipment, I'm, I'm, I'm not even thinking about it anymore at this level. Oh, right. You just, no one else is doing it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. have a producer who like sets you up with a team, with a crew that matches. Yeah. And then I have a say, you know, I'm like, okay, I prefer this guy on set. Like his vibe is better. You know, I'm all about setting the mood. That's my job now. From yeah. It's yeah. the mood, setting the vibe, temperature, kind of like, you know, getting everyone to be in communion and like to come together for this cause. Like, remind them like this is the reason why we're here and i want you yeah. guys to be excited you know and like you know when people are riled up and excited about something that came from your head it's the greatest feeling because like they're gonna go they're gonna be soldiers they're gonna, yeah. they're gonna work an extra four hours you know beyond without eating you know it's like food doesn't come you know like there's, there's yeah. so many you know um elements to it you know and like filmmakers we find ways to adapt Mm -hmm. on this that's for sure we gotta like just like you just gotta it's not gonna work we gotta do it some some other way we you know time is going by you know and our actors are getting tired or you know like mm -hmm. so the lights changing the lights mm -hmm. changing the sun is going mm -hmm. oh my days like yeah. 
so many, so many exterior factors can like affect your vision, but like you have to be able to go with the flow. And right. When the team, when the team is, is on point, it's all mitigated to a large Mm -hmm. degree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let me ask you a global speak question. And this is us wanting to know what you hear. So you're kind of talking about your crews and, and different people you're working with. Yeah. This is where I ask to share a word, phrase or saying that is a meaningful part of your local experience and why or how you came to value it as a global speak. So this can be wherever you feel like you're local. So it could be Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana, Montreal. What is your global speak? One thing that, like, I don't know, that's in my head 24-7 is keep keep rising, keep shining, keep shining, keep rising. It's like, it's in Ghana, is we move, <laughs> you know? Okay. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, we, yes, move. Yes. <laughs> we move. It's like, you cannot, you cannot slow down, you know? Can't stop, yeah. can't stop. Same thing. Like, these are things that, like, kind of, like, yeah. They don't yeah. even motivate me. They're like me. They are part They're just of who me. you are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like we just got to I cannot wake up one day and just slow, you know, slow down. Nah. It just has to keep moving. It has up to and keep. Adam. Yes, mm-hmm. always, you know, and mm-hmm. the only reason I would slow down is to celebrate the wins or take some rest. Nothing else. No sickness. No confusion no breakups no none of that <laughs> you know <laughs> those things are gonna happen yeah yeah they are i know however that's not what i'm i that's not what i'm here for i'm not here for that <laughs> you know i'm right. here to keep moving i'm that's like my goal so that like when i'm in those times where it's like you know it's super low and like just i remember who i am i remember what i'm here for you know and that's that's it and like we don't we don't even know how far um, the world is going to allow us to like grow. But if we keep going, we'll end up somewhere. We're just like, the, the there you go. Be yeah. like so far away. You're going to be like, how did hell did we get? How did I get from there to there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Powerful. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. I like it. And I, I like, like it. At this moment right now, I'm at a different stage in my life. I, I literally just bought a laptop two days ago, a new one. <laughs> and mm-hmm. every time I buy a new laptop, it's a different stage in my life. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, yeah. And so I, because I mean, your laptop is your workstation, so it is. It yeah, is. It's, it's a know, whole new. Exactly. It's a whole new office, ultimately, exactly. right? Exactly. <laughs> the last one was okay. 2015, so it tells you it was like, whoa. That's like a okay. Long, a whole long book stretch. Of yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this episode, part one of my conversation with Will Piava. Thanks for joining us once again, and be sure to catch us next week for part two of my conversation, where Will talks very in depth about the process of getting his short film Zoo made, as well as some other great gems on filmmaking and local citizenship. As always, you can catch us each and every Tuesday with new episodes at www.glocalcitizenspod.com and wherever you get your podcasts. And do us a favor, if you listen on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, actually wherever you listen, give us a rating, say hello. It helps others find the podcast. And we think we have great content that people want to hear. 
So do us that favor, share, subscribe, always listen and learn. Hit us on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Local Citizens. And until next time, bye for now. Bye for now.